What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another video and today I'm going to be talking about five do not draft players for fantasy football. So I did a similar style video yesterday, but I was talking about the running back and tight end positions. Today we're running it back with five more players, but it's going to be from the wide receiver and quarterback positions. So just five players that I don't hate personally. I don't have anything against these guys. I just dislike their current draft price. And let's just jump right into the first player and it is going to be Brandon Cooks. Now, full transparency here, Brandon Cooks is someone who I've been, you know, very interested in targeting over the last few years. He always seemed to be kind of consistently undervalued. I think this year, the entire thing has flipped. He's no longer like the steal in drafts and you're having to pay, you know, some legit draft capital here. He's coming off the board as the wide receiver 21. So you're drafting him as a back end, you know, wide receiver two. And I think the appeal with Brandon Cooks, you know, the last few seasons was that if you're drafting him as your wide receiver three, your wide receiver four, you feel very confident he's a safe option. He's going to finish as like a back end wide receiver two, you know, a high end wide receiver three. That safety is nice, right? Because you're getting him at a discount because the ceiling's lower. There's really no discount anymore here with Brandon Cooks. When I'm drafting someone as like a back end wide receiver two, I want to take a shot on a player who can take that next step and be a top 12 fantasy wide receiver. Think back to last year, we had guys like Jamar Chase, Deontay Johnson going in this range. I'm just not seeing the range of outcomes where Brandon Cooks turns into like a top 12 wide receiver this season. If we look back at Brandon Cooks' best fantasy football season, he averaged 15.8 PPR points per game. That was while he was the wide receiver one on a Drew Brees-led offense, and that was his second season in the NFL. Last season, when we're looking at that point per game number, that would have been the wide receiver 13. So I'll totally admit he is a wildly safe option. He's probably going to finish somewhere between wide receiver 20 and wide receiver 30. He's probably going to be locked into that range. But my issue is you're buying the safety, but you're just not getting any upside. And the thing is with the wide receiver position, basically anywhere from like a mid-tier wide receiver two to like a back-end wide receiver three, those players are all going to finish in a very, you know, finite range separated by like one to two PPR points per game. So I want to be taking swings on players who can take that next step. You've got players like Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Michael Thomas. These are all guys who are going behind Brandon Cooks in a lot of platforms. I think all four of those players, I think it was four, yeah. I think all four of those guys can take big jumps and be, you know, a top 12 guy. I just don't see that from Brandon Cooks here with Davis Mills at quarterback, you know, on a rough Texans offense. So that is why I'm avoiding Brandon Cooks. The next uh, wide receiver I'm going to be avoiding is another veteran, and that is going to be Amari Cooper. Right now, he is being drafted as the wide receiver 31. And similar to Cooks, I'm just not seeing the upside here with Amari Cooper. You know, you've got some young wide receivers uh, going behind him, guys like Rashad Bateman, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore. I just want to flash back to Amari Cooper's 2021 season because I think it's a little bit concerning, you know, projecting him into the future. So last season, he finished as the fantasy football wide receiver 29 in points per game, averaging 13.5 PPR points per game. This was when he was on the Cowboys. He was arguably the number one, you know, him and CeeDee Lamb were like a 1A, 1B type of situation here. The Cowboys led the NFL in points per game total points and they were fifth in pass attempts per game so really like this is everything you could ask for as a wide receiver you're one of the top options 
on the best offense in the NFL, a super high volume passing attack. He finished as the wide receiver 29. Very, very disappointing. Now he's moving over to the Cleveland Browns, who last year were 28th in pass attempts per game and 27th in total passing yards. I understand that was with Baker. Baker wasn't great. But with this new Deshaun Watson suspension, there is no upside here for Amari Cooper. You're going to have 11 games with Jacoby Brissett as the guy. Brissett is a downgrade even from a banged up Baker Mayfield. So I just don't really see Cooper doing a ton. I don't see him being super reliable in your lineups. I don't see, you know, plugging him into the flex and you feel really confident with him there. And then once you get to week 12, week 13, week 14, maybe he then starts to pick it up. But when you're passing up on guys like Bateman, Mooney, Moore, you know, who are young wide receivers in the NFL, that's probably the time those players are going to be peaking anyway. They're going to be improving throughout the season. So Cooper's a guy I'm just fading. I don't think it's crazy for him to like live up to expectation and finish as a wide receiver 31. But just like I talked about with Brandon Cooks, when I'm targeting players, you know, as back end wide receiver twos and wide receiver threes, I want the players who can take that next step because finishing, you know, as a back end wide receiver three in points per game, that's winning you nothing. That is not a league winning player. That's just like a filler on your uh, bench, to be completely honest. So I want the upside. And I'm just not seeing it with Amari Cooper. Hypothetically, Cooper could just be like terrible or not terrible, but like not super startable for the first eight, nine weeks of the season. Maybe an owner gets impatient. You trade for him, you know, before Deshaun Watson comes back. He's just not a guy I want to be rostering for those first 11 games without Deshaun Watson. Now on to the third and final wide receiver that I'm avoiding. It is going to be Alan Lazard. Right now, he's being drafted as the wide receiver 39 that is ahead of players like Drake London, Kadarius Toney, Chris Olave, Sky Moore, also some veterans like Tyler Lockett and Robert Woods. I understand why people like Alan Lazard. You see Devontae Adams leave. You know, the wide receiver one spot is wide open. The wide receiver room isn't super competitive. You don't have a ton of proven players. Lazard was, I guess, the number two last year. So now we think Lazard's going to step up. He's going to be the wide receiver one. Here's my problem. Lazard was the wide receiver 54 in points per game last season. Targets in the NFL are earned, not given. It's not like the running back position where, you know, the stud goes down, you just put in the backup, and you give them the exact same number of touches. That is not how that works at the wide receiver position. So if Alan Lazard could only finish as the wide receiver 54 as the number two in an Aaron Rodgers-led offense, what makes me think he's all of a sudden going to be some stud you know, producing as the number one with now he's arguably going to have more attention on him. I'm just not seeing it. And it's not even like he's like a young up and coming wide receiver. He's going into his fifth NFL season and he has never eclipsed 10 points per game. This may sound really harsh, but it's just because he's being drafted as a borderline wide receiver three ahead of, I guess, younger unproven guys and ahead of proven veteran options. So I would much rather take a swing on one of these young guys who hasn't had the opportunity, but also, you know, hasn't had the opportunity and hasn't done anything. These are guys who can step out and be studs. Drake London can be a boss from day one. Tony, we know if he can just stay on the field. He's crazy. Olave, same thing. You know, Sky Moore, if he gets the opportunity. And then veterans like Tyler Lockett, he's going to be on a bad offense, but the talent is undeniable. Robert Woods, potentially the number one coming off the ACL. But these are all players that I would personally prefer over Alan Lazard. So that's why I'm fading him this season. And now on to the two quarterbacks that I'm not drafting. The first one is going to be Patrick Mahomes. 
He's someone I've talked about throughout the offseason. I've been lower than consensus on Mahomes for a while now. He's consistently being drafted as the quarterback number two. In my rankings, he is the quarterback six. I have, I believe this is the order. I've got, obviously, Josh Allen at one. And then I think I have Lamar, Kyler, Herbert, Hertz, and then Mahomes. I don't even care if you have Mahomes ranked at number two. Like, personally, I wouldn't agree with it, but I don't think it's crazy. The crazy thing is that people are drafting Patrick Mahomes around two rounds, even three rounds ahead of guys like Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. If you have Mahomes ahead of those guys, I just think, you know, the difference between where those players are being drafted should not be so extreme. If they're, you know, if Mahomes is the QB2, it should be Mahomes, then it should be uh, Justin Herbert, you know, very closely after. Same thing with Lamar. And then, yeah, I think even Kyler and Hurts are in that range also. I mean, tell me if I'm crazy here, because I know Mahomes has had an elite high-end quarterback ceiling, you know, throughout the NFL, or throughout his NFL career. He's had two top-tier fantasy seasons, so I know that's in the realm of possibility, but when we're looking at this team this season, I'm just not seeing it, and here's why. Mahomes doesn't give you that elite, you know, rushing upside. He's not going to put up Lamar numbers. He's not even going to put up, you know, Kyler, Josh Allen numbers. He's more in that, like, Justin Herbert tier, going to give you three, 400 yards, a few rushing touchdowns. It's fine, but he's not going to give you that, you know, Lamar Jackson, what was that, 2019 season where he just goes insane. So his two, you know, insane seasons, 2018, averaged 26.1 points per game, 2020, averaged 25 points per game. His passing numbers in those two seasons were crazy. 2018, he threw for 5,097 yards and had 52 total touchdowns. In 2020, he threw for 4,740 passing yards and 38 touchdowns in 15 games. So he's done it before. But now we're looking at that wide receiver room. It just seems unlikely with Travis Kelsey, you know, getting a little bit older. He's still going to be a stud, but the age is there. Tyreek Hill is gone. You know, you bring in Juju, you bring in MVS, you bring in Sky Moore. None of those players are going to come even close to what uh, Tyreek Hill was in this offense. So I'm not saying that Mahomes can't be the QB3 in points per game, the QB4 in points per game. But when we're looking at these quarterbacks as league-winning pieces, I think it's much more likely we see a guy like Jalen Hurts be a league winner or a guy like Kyler Murray. So that's why I'm off on Mahomes. And then the last player I'm not drafting is going to be Dak Prescott. Right now, Prescott is kind of locked into this tier. He's being drafted at around quarterback nine. It's varying. You know, you'll see him go QB7, QB8, QB9, QB10, whatever. But he's in this tier with Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, and Russell Wilson. And on a lot of platforms, he is going ahead of Trey Lance. I feel like it hasn't been talked about enough, but like this offseason through preseason has just been brutal for Dak Prescott. He lost Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson in the offseason. They don't really do anything to address that wide receiver position, at least nothing to replace, you know, an Amari Cooper level player. Even though I'm fading him on the Browns, that's because of the situation. He's still a very solid NFL wide receiver. He also has lost his two tackles from last season. And in 2021, Dak Prescott averaged 20 points per game in a really strong season. He threw for 4,449 yards, 40 total touchdowns. Like I talked about with Cooper, the Cowboys were the best offense in the NFL, highest scoring. They were fifth in pass attempts per game. So when we're looking at that 21 season, I mean, like you can't really ask for much better given the volume, given the points, his numbers. He gave you 20 points per game. With all the things that have happened this offseason and throughout the preseason, 
Like, are we projecting a jump from that 20 point per game number? Really, the only kind of jump I could see here would be in the rushing because that was his first season removed from that brutal ankle injury. But I mean, he was never a guy who was going to be giving you like elite rushing upside, right? A jump in his production on the ground would be like Herbert Mahomes level. So maybe he takes a slight bump in the rushing department. But I feel like we've got to expect, you know, the efficiency, the passing volume, the yardage, the touchdowns. I feel like we've got to expect that to regress. And then when I talked about those other quarterbacks going in the same tier, you have Joe Burrow, who averaged 19.6 points per game last year. He is another year of experience in the NFL. Still, you know, very young in terms of NFL experience. Jamar Chase going into year two. T. Higgins going into year three. This is still a very young core. And then he has had some major offensive line upgrades. The other guy in that tier, Tom Brady, averaged 22 points per game last season. Once again, has solid weapons around him. Offensive line a little bit banged up, but it's still going to be a solid unit. You have Russell Wilson, who's been a very solid fantasy quarterback option his entire career and could be in a more pass-heavy offense this season. And then Stafford, who for some reason has been pushed behind that tier. Maybe it's the elbow concern, but he was kind of going after them anyway. He averaged 19.4 points per game last year and is going into his second year with the Rams, likely going to be more comfortable in that system. So I think, you know, Prescott should be firmly behind that tier of Brady, Burrow, Wilson. I think Lance should be going ahead of him. And I also think Stafford should be going ahead of him. He just seems like someone where, you know, when you're looking back at your season, he may not seem like a bad pick, but when you're drafting him round seven, round eight, and he's returning as the QB 12, QB 13 in points per game, that's just not a league winning move right there. You know, you can get one of these other guys that I feel more confident are going to be mid-tier quarterbacks or even draft a guy like Trey Lance, who I think can give you elite, elite upside. So that is why I'm fading Dak Prescott. Those are the five players I am not drafting at price. The wide receiver and quarterback position, Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, Alan Lazard, Patrick Mahomes, and Dak Prescott. Let me know what you guys think about those guys down below in the comment section, and I'll see you all in the next one.